Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self-worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you're all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, and we are delighted for you to join us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. And thanks to our worldwide listeners who tune in live and on demand. We have a great show today. Our loved ones on the other side need healing too with Karen Doherty. She's a renowned, international, internationally renowned spirit medium and development mentor joining us today from Scotland who works to deliver the light of spirit to ease pain and sadness with comfort and love. As quoted by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and David Kessler, you will not get over the loss of a loved one. You will learn to live with it. You will heal and you will rebuild yourself around the loss you suffered. Death does not mean goodbye forever. Losing someone dear to us can be unbearable and in our grief we long for comfort and peace. Thus, death can leave a heartache that no one can heal. But deceased loved ones can communicate through signs, symbols, synchronicities, as well as mental and physical senses to provide guidance, healing, and reassurance. Love is eternal and remains in our souls after the death of the physical body. Perhaps their words left unsaid or those who live in regret feeling that they could have prevented someone's death or their problems that remain unresolved or just missing the space in our hearts for those loved ones who brought so much joy. And healing can be mutually reciprocal for the living and those who have passed on. And our guest today, our amazing and renowned guest, Karen Doherty, known as a woman of spirit, uh, and she's an internationally renowned medium for over 25 years, and she will share how we can continue the journey in the spirit world with our loved ones. From the UK to the USA, from Asia to Australia, clients from all over the world meet with Karen to receive readings, enroll in mentorships, and share a space for discussion of the power of spirit. She provides a supportive space to receive messages from your loved ones or spirit team that will bring clarity and calm into your life. And filled with love and compassion, Karen offers a breath of fresh air and a contemporary approach to psychic work and mediumship based on traditional principles. She stands as one of the most skilled mediums in modern times. And Karen uh, will be on another show where we will take live calls from listeners. So now I welcome wholeheartedly Karen Doherty joining us today from Scotland on our show. Our loved ones on the other side need healing too. Welcome, Karen, to Love Light. Thank you, Jean. It's lovely to be here today. 
And thank you. you. You've been on a previous show, Bridging the Visible and Invisible World, and we're excited today about this topic. Uh, Karen, you provide knowledge uh, uh, and evidence of the existence of a world beyond our own. How did you come into this work? It really all started when I was much younger, meaning as a child, I would see spirit. I would know that these people weren't physical, but I knew that I was seeing them. So when I look back into my childhood, I can see now where it all began. But obviously, when something is natural to you like that, it it just feels completely normal. So I didn't really think as I was growing up that it made me any different or it made me have this ability I just thought that it was a normal thing that everyone kind of went through Um, and it wasn't until later a little bit later in life maybe late teens early 20s that I was I became so aware of so much more to do with spirit and I just decided that I had to look into this and develop it further Um, and then from there on in I've just worked with it every single day since then. Well, thank you so much, Karen, for sharing that, because you've had this natural ability since childhood and you've honed it and now help people all over the world, bringing them comfort and peace. That's fantastic. So, Karen, uh, tell us uh, why are loved ones and spirit guides willing to come through and what kind of healing is needed from our past loved ones on the other side? Well, I think like you said in the introduction to today's show that, you know, healing is needed on both sides. So the purpose of mediumship is healing, whether it's helping the people in this life go forward after they've lost someone or whether it's, you know, healing someone on the other side from maybe things that went wrong in life or things that they didn't get to resolve in life. Um, it, It covers both sides and really the spirit people and our guides and helpers, our spirit team, which we all have, we all have a number of spirit guides helping us every day. Um, They want to see us do well in life. They want to help us go forward in life, as do our own loved ones. So they do want to come forward and make that communication, not only to provide that healing, but also to give that evidence that this world is, you know, eternal. Like we go to the afterlife, we see them again and really mediumship provides that proof Mm, thank you so much Uh, a lot of unfinished business perhaps unresolved family conflicts and a lot of guilt and shame and lack of forgiveness that people hold on to so that is really uh, soothing (laughs) to our minds to know that Mm -hmm. you know healing is possible and we can connect uh, to the other side What about our pets? Uh, Do you communicate with pets? And can you share a little bit about that? Yes, of course. I mean, pets are part of our lives and, you know, it's a soul to soul connection with pets. So they too will go to the spirit side of life and then they will stay around you. You know, after they cross over, they will be around you all the time. So pets will sometimes come into readings. Um, They don't communicate in the same way through mediumship because obviously, you know, when someone's human and in human form, they can talk and all the rest of it. So that's the way they communicate through mediumship too. But pets didn't have that but the way that they communicate with me anyway through readings is really to 
allow me to feel them, feel their character, feel what happened to them uh, and why they crossed over. So there's a lot of proof that comes forward from pets. And, you know, I never underestimate how healing that is for the loved ones that are left here because we really do connect on such a deep level with with pets because they're very unconditional. Um, so, you know, it really does bring a lot of healing to bring pets back in for their loved ones. Mm, I love that because there are many people who perhaps don't have family and pets are, you know, comforting and they are family members. So when they uh, pass away, it can leave that void. So it's nice to know that they're kind of still around us and we can still connect. Mm -hmm, absolutely. I totally agree. And it is about that, um, you know, one-to-one -one connection, which is incredible. Yes. Now, Karen, what is your take on soul contracts? We hear a lot about that. Uh, what's your take on that? Yes, you know, that we're kind of interconnected, you know, uh, yes. in some way. So can you really share your perceptions and thoughts on that? Yes, I can. And I, I was just about to say to you, you know, that this is something you hear a lot of. And especially when people start looking into this and, you know, who they are and, you know, who are they as a soul being? And, and people have tended, I think, to look more into that even now than before. So I think what you'll hear is a lot of these terms being used and soul contracts is one of them. Now, obviously, until we cross over, we don't know 100 uh, percent until we get there ourselves. But my perception through my mediumship, through what I've been told from guides and helpers, is that we do all have a, a loose plan, let's say, when we come here. So there's going to be certain things in life that happen in our lifetime that was already kind of predestined. And that can include people coming into your life. Um, the It doesn't include the term of time someone stays in your life, I would say, because if you met someone and got into a relationship, for example, it might be that that person's not meant to be for that person forever but they stay in it longer because of the human connection. So we have a lot of free will in our human self where we can take decisions, use our own free will to make these decisions, and it really doesn't then have anything to do with what was predestined. However, as far as the soul contracts and being, being predestined, there are fundamental things I feel that happen in our life to shape us and bring things forward for lessons for us to learn so I do believe that those are in place when we come here mm, thank you so much for sharing that what about excuse me past life connections I when I spent time in Malaysia I just felt like you know, it's such a familiarity, even with the people. And even they were kind of amazed at, you know, the connection. And, you know, it's like how familiar I was with the place. And, you know, it was like uh, kind of that soul longing to go back to a place or connect with people who you felt a loving connection with. And it was an experience of a lifetime. Can you talk a little about past life connections and, and that sure. role? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, again, I think this is something that people are becoming more and more aware of the more they look into it. And, you know, a lot of people do past life regression through hypnosis and things like that. So I think people have an interest in it. And what I feel about it is, of course, I feel that we are connected to other lifetimes that part of our spirit has experienced. So what I mean by that is we all 
come here and have that incarnation. So I have this lifetime just now as Karen. And then when I pass away and go home to the spirit side, another part of me might then come and incarnate somewhere else. So that's happened over so many human years. So it might be like you said that I visit somewhere and feel very familiar and something resonates within me or I meet a certain person and I just feel like I've known them all my life and beyond. And it's really because we have experienced that before and sometimes it will just kind of rise up into the consciousness of our mind a lot of times obviously we don't have those thoughts or we don't know where they come from but when it comes into the mind I really do believe it's meant to and it's kind of meant to be a little bit of a reminder yes yeah during my journey into the Himalayas last year I felt so at home in the monasteries and the leader Judith Satora she said you've been here before and you know it really you know just felt good and felt right. It's like you're yearning for something, uh, I don't know, a a longing for a a connection with the past life where you found that peace and joy and Mm -hmm. a sense of well-being. So, you know, I've kind of had those experiences with these foreign places that I've journeyed to. Mm-hmm. And and there's no there's no answer, is there? I mean, there's no like before you go to somewhere like that, you don't go with that thought in your mind that you're going to feel like that. It's not until you experience it and feel it, then you realize that there must be some connection. Yes, yes. And how do our loved ones communicate with us? Because I know we can be so busy, not attentive, and perhaps our loved ones they're trying to get our attention and we're not, you know, being focused. So how do they communicate with us and how can we be available and attentive to the messages that we're receiving? The biggest thing I would say for anyone listening is always be open to this. I mean, I think that your mind jumps in to tell you in some respect that it can't be true or it's not real or it's your imagination and what happens when the mind comes into it is we miss the feeling of connection so when the spirit world connect with us and are trying to communicate with us they do it in such a way that is very subtle so it may be that you just feel the person next to you or it may be you just get a sense that the person is in the room It could be something like um, perfume or a scent or it might be that a certain piece of music comes on just as you were thinking of the person and it's their song. There's all these different ways that they will try to influence the world around you so that you think of them so that you know that they are there. But when the mind jumps in, the mind will tell you, oh, well, it was just a coincidence or it wasn't real. And that's the part of it that you have to fight, because really that's the part that you want to be saying, I know what I felt, I know what I seen, and I'm sticking with that. Because when you do that, you validate the person's efforts to come through for you. And every single listener, um, you know, that's tuned in here, has someone in the spirit side who is willing and able to communicate with them. Mm, well, that's comforting. And I know for me, I've, I have vivid dreams. Uh, you know, in my dream, I you know, saw my grandmother transition and my pet as well. So, you know, the dreams uh, are ways, I guess, that 
uh, our loved ones communicate with us and I get feathers, coins and, you know, the scent. So I try to really stay in tune. So I'm glad that you shared that with the listeners to, you know, don't don't get let the mind interfere with what's happening. Absolutely. And the, the, the dreams is a big one, Jean, because really when we are in sleep state, we are actually um, with our loved ones in spirit. It's our physical body that goes to sleep because our soul or spirit doesn't need to sleep. There's no need. It's not a physical thing. So when the body becomes exhausted and goes to sleep and the brain kind of shuts down and does its thing where it updates things like a computer, then our soul is free and we are with our loved ones. So sometimes you will, you know, wake up and think, oh, I had a dream of that person or I seen them in my dream. But actually what was happening was that you were with them mm. and they were communicating with you at that point. Wow, that is amazing. Well, Karen, we're ready for a brief commercial break. So for our listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back with more on our loved ones on the other side need healing too with internationally renowned psychic medium and mentor Karen Doherty joining us today from Scotland. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Announcing Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-day weekly prompts and affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-day weekly prompts and affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. 
Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. And we are with internationally renowned psychic medium and mentor Karen Doherty joining us today from Scotland on our show. Our loved ones on the other side need healing too. And Karen, thank you so much for sharing with us ways to connect with our loved ones and uh, how much healing is available uh, on the other side. So thank you for that. One of the questions that I want to uh, uh, want you to kind of highlight, because we talk a lot about self-love and, and unworthiness and things of that nature. Uh, what if we had uh, loved ones or parents who were uh, abusive, uh, unavailable, uh, and they passed on? Is healing possible uh, to, you know, during, you know, in the midst of those kinds of experiences that linger with people after loved ones have passed on. It really is. Um, you know, I think healing in that aspect is available to everyone, whether it's um, this side of life or the other side of life. And I think when something like that happens, when someone passes away and there has been maybe an abusive situation or toxic or just a distanced uh, relationship, when that person goes over to spirit, they really do look back on their lives. We all do when we go there and we look back and we can kind of see at that point in time 
where maybe we could have made improvement or maybe changed things. Now, at that point, you know, that doesn't mean necessarily that someone needs to claim responsibility for that. What it means is they might look upon that relationship and say, you know, maybe that could have been done differently or maybe I should have been there more. And in that moment, that healing then starts to take place just by recognition, just by responsibility and understanding. And so when they then come forward to communicate to their loved one, the biggest thing that they will bring is that recognition. And it's happened many, many times for me where I've been reading for someone and that kind of situation has came up. And I've a few times, you know, I've felt maybe someone's father stepping forward and saying to the person in front of me, you know, I know I've got your dad here and I know that it was a difficult relationship, but I instantly know whether my client wants to hear from their father or not. And one lady in particular I had in uh, didn't want to hear from her dad and I knew that. So I said to her, look, your dad isn't going to force this issue. He understands and it's just that he needs you to know that he did try to step forward and when you are good and ready he will still be there to address this now you have to remember that the person who's gone through that relationship so in this case my client uh, really wasn't at a point in her life where she was ready to open that up and try to bring that healing in but she did then revisit me say nine months later and at that point the gentleman stepped in again and then a conversation took place and, and I was reiterating what he was saying. And you could actually see by the time she left that she felt more at peace with things. She had an understanding. And also you have to be honest as well. So the father in the spirit side who was communicating with me did say, you know, this doesn't make me a, an angel. This doesn't mean that what I did was right but what it means is I've recognized that and I'm trying to rectify it from this side of life so the healing was then taking place for him and for her and then whatever we do with that thereafter is really up to us. Mm. Well Karen what if uh, you want a particular person to come through uh, is that possible or are they sometimes not ready on the other side how does that work? Well, you know, as mediums, I think we are always told when we are developing mediumship that you cannot guarantee anyone because we don't know how that connection is going to go. Until I start to work, I don't know how strong the connection is. I don't know how strong the communicator is. So I can't actually promise someone that a certain person will, will come through. However, in my own mediumship, aside of maybe things that I was told when I was developing in my own mediumship, it always stood out to me that, well, why wouldn't that person come? You know, it was always a question with me of, well, if someone's coming to me desperate to speak to their mother, yes. why would that mother not come? And it just didn't make sense to me. So I would have to say within my own mediumship, I can't speak for everyone, but within my own there's never a time that the person doesn't come that the that the client wants. However, the strength of connection can be different. So if someone, for instance, has just passed away, not you know, recently, um, it might be that the connection's not as strong as I would like it to be, but there would still be enough coming in to verify that person and bring that forward. So for me, I would say to anyone listening, 
you know, when you go to a medium, the medium should pick up on the person that you're hoping for. But if they don't, then ask the question and allow the medium then to sit and take time to try to make that connection. Mm, wow, that's really interesting. Um, you were going to share uh, maybe ways that we can connect or be open to connecting with our loved ones on the other yes. side. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I would say to anyone who needs to connect or wants to connect is start developing your own awareness of spirit. And what I mean by that is maybe through meditation. Meditation is a great one for opening and expanding your own feelings. Now, when you say meditation to some people, some people will say, it's not for me, my life's too busy, I don't have time to, you know, sit down for a 30 minutes to do a meditation well it doesn't have to be like that meditation means that you're taking your mind in and your heart to a place of being centered so that you can feel at peace and when you feel at peace then your loved ones can also connect with you so that might be for some walking in the park it might be sitting at the beach or the waterside it might be sitting at home just you know sitting with no music on and just sitting in the silence it doesn't always have to be a long drawn out process but when you find what's right for you and where you go to your place of peace then i would say just visualize uh, a room within your mind uh, and ask your loved ones to meet you there that's a great visualization technique for meditation where you know, when I do it, my room is always an outside log cabin at the beach. And when I go into this outside log cabin within my mind, I know that my loved ones are already there. And that's where communication can take place. So if you start to meditate, start to find your place, find your room and ask your loved ones to step forward, it will happen. But you have to believe in it and you have to tr you have to practice that. Mm, okay, so we can actually go to a physical sacred place or the sacred place in our own minds, right? Uh, envision, yep. right, Absolutely. that place. Mm, that's a great exercise to practice because sometimes we get so confused about meditation. But, you know, when you're saying it's walking in the park or along the beach or sitting in silence, uh, that's not difficult. It really just takes a commitment and intention for us to pause and take that time to be silent with the intention to connect to our loved ones. Yeah, the intention is everything. So if you have intention, you will make it happen. But because of the way that we live now, everything is so fast paced. Everything is busy. You know, we're always on the phone or the TV or laptops and everything. Our mind is in overload a lot now. So the best thing to do to quieten that down is to go where there is silence. So like I say, the beach, a walk in the park, sitting in your own home, wherever it might be, but just take that time out and kind of unplug from this world and then you will soon find peace to connect with the other mm, that, that's a great uh strategy so for our listeners you know take into account karen's uh strategy on meditation and uh, see what happens karen i want to talk a little bit about grief because there are a lot of losses <laughs> you know we have massive losses uh over the past couple of years from COVID, natural disasters uh, many people mass exiting. Uh, 
And there are a lot of people in grief. Uh, and uh, how can we recover? And of course, they're children, family members, maybe you're doing okay, but maybe there are other family members who are not. So what can we do with grief? How can we, you know, maybe resolve that or, or you know, manage that? Yes, grief is such a, a hard thing, isn't it? And it is a very personal thing. Everyone, even if it's from the same family, everyone will grieve very differently. So it is personal to you, but the one thing that I would say um, to try and help is remember that your loved ones on the other side can see that grief and they feel grief too. When we go over to the other side, we also miss our physical life. We also miss that hug or, you know, going for the walk or having a cup of coffee with our loved ones, just the simple things. So we too in the spirit side will grieve but it's slightly different in that we know where we are and we know that we will all be together again. Whereas the people that are left behind don't know that, especially if they don't have a faith in this or understand this or know about this. So then it feels very final. And when something feels very final, it can be very hard to get past it. Now, the, the other thing I would say at this point is no one should feel guilty for their grief because I think sometimes we have this conditioning of the mind where we're supposed to be strong and we're supposed to pick ourselves up and, you know, not wallow in this. But I would say, you know, whilst our loved ones want us to do that, they want us to live life. They want us to enjoy the time we have left here. They also understand how hard that is. So the best thing that I could suggest for people that are grieving is to make that time, that five minutes of the day, to connect with your heart, your soul, ask your loved ones to step forward. And I promise anyone listening to this that they help heal. They do try to help heal us. They can't stop the feeling of grief because we love people, so then we grieve for those people, but they will help heal that wound. Yes, and that's why healing is so important and to know that it's possible is so encouraging. Karen, I know you talked about your experience as a child and you had this natural gift. What if we have family members or people we know who are more intuitive and they're connecting with loved ones, can see spirits or whatever? How should uh, those who perhaps don't believe handle that instead of just disregarding it or you making it up or whatever? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. And it's one that, you know, I've thought of a lot. And sometimes I get lots of questions about that from people who attend my events and things. And I think it's because people really, like you say, they're maybe not well versed in this. They maybe don't know what it is. So when a child, for instance, may start to see spirit, as I did when I was younger, um, the parents really don't know how to handle it because they they either feel it's the imagination of the child or they don't know what it is or they don't believe in it so they want to shut it down but what I would say is if your child is one of the ones who are seeing spirit and you know communicating or saying things to you then handle it as 
if you were seeing a, a you know a physical person so if your son or your daughter says you know there's a man in the room instead of being frightened about that or not understanding it just say oh is there you know okay and who is the man and converse with the child about it but I think as adults what we do is we get frightened because it's something we can't see and it's something we don't know about. Um, luckily for me, my grandmother was very spiritual. So when I used to point people out to her, she would just say, don't worry about that. They'll not harm you. So for me, it felt very calm. But I do know from people who have asked me those questions that they are frightened or they don't know what to say to their child. Uh, so I would say treat it as normally as you possibly can. Don't be frightened because there's nothing to be frightened of. And just either let the child grow out of that if they're meant to. And if they're meant to be, you know, seeing spirit in their life, then that will continue to get stronger. And uh, let's talk about adults who may have these capacities as well and maybe shut it down because they don't want to deal with it. <laughs> Do you have any uh, maybe recommendations for, for adults? Yes, I do. It's just, it's much the same in the essence of, you know, start to try to understand this. Uh, and that's why I do development now with, with people, because in order to understand what you're doing, you need to understand what's happening. And I think sometimes when adults start to see spirit or maybe they have all their life and it's became latent and then it comes back, um, they, they don't know what to do with it and they get frightened. So it's really about understanding it first. And to understand it, I would tell people to speak to a medium, speak to someone who knows about it. Be careful not to read too much online because really there's a lot out there that's maybe not accurate. Um, and there's a lot out there that's meant to frighten people as well, you know, and that's what happens. So speak to a trusted medium and they will guide you through that. Oh, good. That's great advice. And uh, in our next segment, hopefully you'll share with us more about your uh, services and your mentorship development uh, programs and how our listeners can connect to really learn more. Before we go on break, I have another question. What about pets uh, that we have who sense spirits? <laughs> oh, uh, pets always do. Yes, okay. Oh, they always do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they always, pets can see spirits so easily. They see them in the room as if they're seeing you or me. Uh, and they are very in tune with spirit. And it's because their mind doesn't condition them to think of anything else. So, you know, if a, if a dog sees someone in the room that's not physical, uh, the dog's mind isn't telling it, oh, that's not true. It's just seeing what it's seeing. So pets always sense spirit, always. Wonderful. Well, that's so encouraging. Well, for our listeners, we are ready for another commercial break. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more on our loved ones on the other side. Need healing, too, with internationally renowned psychic medium and mentor Karen Dockery, Dockerty joining us today from Scotland. So stay tuned for more. We'll be right back. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. 
Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-day weekly prompts and affirmations, is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean-Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Dot com, or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean-Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices, deepen your feelings and expressions of love, tune in love, and sustain the change, and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, living in the spirit of love. And if you're just joining us, we are with internationally renowned psychic medium and mentor, Karen Doherty. She's joining us today from Scotland on our show today. Our loved ones on the other side need healing too. Karen, one of the things that I like for you to talk about is how can we celebrate the life, well, celebrate the life of someone, uh, the anniversary of deaths or uh, birthdays or whatever. How can we make it more joyful than more uh, bereaved and, you know, sad or in grief? Yeah, another good question, Jean. I know that a lot of people feel guilty at times where it should be times of celebration, but because the person's not here, they feel that they maybe shouldn't do that. But the spirit person really wants that celebration because we have to remember that they lived the life. They they done their best with their life. They lived the life and that they are okay on the other side. So, of course, they want you know us to have joyous times. And quite often, you know, one thing that will come through from spirit is the person saying, live your life for me. Live the rest of your life for me in happiness because they don't want to leave us behind feeling down and sad and although they understand that that has to be part of it they don't want us to always feel like that so at times like you mentioned birthdays and Christmas and other holidays that should be a time for family and celebration they still celebrate with us they don't leave us so they are still celebrating so maybe a good way to see it is on that day that birthday or whatever it might be maybe just have a vision of that person alongside you uh, waiting to celebrate their birthday and that will kind of take the sadness off of it for you um you know the there's no time in the spirit side of things so in that world they don't wait for another day to pass it's not like that it's only like that in the physical sense because the sun comes up it goes down we have another day but over there there's no time there's nothing physical so they will come forward and say just enjoy your life when you come over here and you're back with me again it will be like we never were apart so they want us to use our time wisely to do that and celebrate everything Mm, and life goes on. You know, my beloved brother recently passed away and I got an intuitive hit to, you know, uh, since he was active with his church and for our family to plant a tree, a magnolia tree in his uh, memory to see it bloom and also remember his legacies like it came through <laughs> very mm -hmm. vibrant. I said, perhaps that was a message from him, you know, to see when you see it bloom you always remember the legacy. For sure. That's absolutely a message directly from him. And it's something that when you do that or when you've done that, like you say, every time it blooms, every time you're going to see that life 
of him being within that. And we are all very collective, a collective consciousness. So we are all connected to one another and connected to nature and everything in it. So when you see things flourish and bloom and grow, then we have to remember that that's what life does. That's what we all do as spirit too. Yes, yes. And Karen, you're going to talk a little bit about the universal energy, the collective consciousness that brings forth a lot of uh, not only positive energy, but negative energy as well. So can you talk about that and how that brings pressure to us and make us feel, you know, down and, you know, really, uh, you know, just not feeling good. So you're going to share more about your work uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, with boys, teenage pressures, adult pressures. Can you highlight mm -hmm. that? Yes, of course. Um, I think with the way things are now, now in this time, um, you know, like I said, things are very busy. We're very engineered to be connected to technology all the time. And, you know, there's a lot then through technology that we have to take in, like the news and everything on the news. And there seems to be a lot of things happening or maybe it's in a sense that most news channels kind of report the big things but catastrophic things or things with trauma and you know we take all of those things in and what it does is it creates an energy um, collectively that sometimes feels very hard to bear and sometimes it, it plays out in our own lives in a way that we're not even sure of what's taking place so it may be that someone's working a lot of hours or their, their moods are going up and down and they don't know why but quite often it can be because of the environment that you're in rather than you uh, if you think about it in the workplace for instance if someone works in an office and Perhaps there are people within that office that are not team players or maybe they've got their own stuff going on. You will absorb the energy of that person or the energy of certain situations and take that home with you, which then in turn will, you know, um, it will kind of infect your own um, area, if you like, your own home environment, which then in turn can affect someone else. So we are all very connected in a universal way and we do have to be aware that there are a, there is a lot about the energy, especially just now, I feel, that affects us uh, on a subconscious level. So once you're aware of that, sometimes it's easier to kind of detach from that. And like I said before, going into your own space and time. And I think, you know, years ago, um, especially like when I was younger, we were always outdoors. We were always outside. We were never connected to technology. There was none of that. So I just feel like people were just a little bit more peaceful and maybe their energy was a little bit more balanced. So this is how I know that it's the outside energies that affect us. And you mentioned my work with, you know, teenagers and people that are mentally affected by things. And it is a real thing, you know, especially for, I feel, the younger generation. My son's 16 and I, you know, see him and see his friends and everyone around. And I just think they have such a lot to cope with um, and it's hard for them. So there needs to be a little bit of a shift and a little bit of an understanding and healing process for them too. Mm, yes. And when we talk, when you talked about a detachment, uh, what are ways we can do that? Uh, nature, uh, anything else? Being so outside? we have nature. Yeah, we have nature. But even, even 
you'll hear people talk about grounding themselves. And when people use that term, usually the connotations of that are, you know, going outside, being in nature. But I would say that grounding yourself is also maybe taking time out for you as in pampering yourself or maybe just having a night in the house where you're not answering your phone or speaking to everyone in a sense where it's all drama. It's maybe just absolutely chilling out and just enjoying your time just to sit or go to bed early, sleep more. You know, all of these things will really balance us out so that we can cope with the outside energies every day that we have to cope with. Mm. Are there ways that we can protect ourselves if we're in, you know, like a work environment that's toxic or or situations that are very toxic and we're kind of there in that space and perhaps you can't just go outside or <laughs> is, it, is yeah. it something that you can do, you know, during the course of a work uh, situation or whatever? Well, it's more about training yourself and developing yourself to understand that you are the only one in charge of your own energy. So if someone is affecting you in that way and it's feeling negative, once you recognise that, it's more about just deciding that you're not going to take that. You're not going to have that within your energy field. So I would say sometimes I would advise people to kind of see this bubble around themselves where it's a protective bubble and anybody that's negative or any situation that's negative can't get through that and if you use the power of the mind as as a, a vision board then it absolutely manifests so if you have that power of the mind to say I can see this bubble of light around me and no one who is negative or any situation that's negative will be able to get through that and even that within itself will make a massive difference to people who are affected. Mm, yeah, so we have the power to detach and in our mind's yeah. eye create this this protective bubble that can really keep us kind of calm and out of the drama and chaos. Absolutely. And it is about it is the power. You know, every one of us has that power. And that's good. It's an act of self-care and self-love. <laughs> It sure is. And, you know, we need it now, I'd say, not more than ever. I mean, people have gone through, um, you know, certain generations have gone through horrendous things where they've had to deal with it and then get past it. So we'll, every generation has, you know, things, the traumas that they need to get past. But I just feel like because we are 24-7 getting it, you know, played in front of us, um, it's just so hard to get away from it. So that self-care is so, so important. Mm, yes, yes. And Karen, can you share about your uh, services, your mentorship and, uh, you know, your other services that you provide? <clears throat> yes, of course. So I do one to one consultations via Zoom or telephone phone or video um, so that so it means that no matter where you are in the world you know we can make that connection and that's for psychic readings which is more about yourself your life maybe you need guidance from your loved ones or your spirit team and then there is mediumship readings which is more about connecting with your loved ones and bringing evidence that they are around you still and then I have my events which happen in different places so you you know if you're on the website you'll see where I'm doing my events but also one of the biggest things I'm doing at the moment is launching another mentorship which is to help people develop help people understand whether they are beginner or intermediate or or more advanced mediums um, just helping them understand their direction within their mediumship or their psychic skills and 
that was a very important thing for me to do because when I started, I didn't feel that I had huge amounts of um, guidance on that. So for me, I wanted to provide that for people. And if you uh, feel that you do want to look at that, then there is a, a clarity call free that you can sign up for on my website and uh, we, t- we chat about things and take it from there. Well, wonderful, Karen. How can listeners get in contact with you? So they can get in contact with me through my website, which is um, karendoherty.com. Uh, so if they go to karendoherty.com, then they will be able to access my website. There is another website affiliated with that, which is karenpsychic.com. So either of those will get you through to me directly and it will detail all my work. Okay, well, thank you so much, Karen, for being here today, sharing your wisdom and helping us with this connection to the spirit world. We're grateful for you to be here. And thanks to uh, our listeners for tuning in. And we uh, advise you to connect with Karen to learn more and to listen back to this show and share it with others. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. Use each moment to be compassionate and forgiving. Embody the wisdom that many realize far too late. Live without regrets. Ronnie Ware, in her conversations about life and death during her time in palliative care and the author of Top Five Regrets of the Dying, revealed, uh, the patients revealed that I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And I wish I had let myself be happier. I'm Dr. Jean Marie Farish, your Love Light host, coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self and keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.